You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about episode six of the anime. Not episode five, not episode seven, but episode six. Because <laughs> last time I couldn't remember numbers. But, you know, just to be clear, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and you couldn't remember who Shigeru was. No, I couldn't. <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> He's the scary guy from the end of episode six, didn't you see? <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna, oh, that yeah, that guy. We're gonna do our. I hate that guy. Yeah, I love to hate that guy. <laughs> more like. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy to hate. He's a great guy to hate. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna do a summary, spoiler-free, then our discussion, then spoilery discussion, because you know, spoilers are fun to talk about. So, in another kind of like interesting combination of pieces of different chapters, this episode has chapter seven the like leftover piece of chapter eight that we didn't talk about before that wasn't covered before and chapter nine of the manga so we got two kind of like big ones and a little small piece from chapter Mm -hmm. eight which was kind of like eight and nine and then seven yeah basically (laughs) it was kind of a lot i actually watched it the first time and i was like wow they that was like bold to cram so much in one episode but it worked Mm -hmm. i think it worked out well it had like the essentials of everything including some like specific dialogue lines that i really like (laughs) that are Mm -hmm. that were included but not overdone like for example in the old i mean i don't know whatever i guess i should get into the summary but in the first uh anime there's like a whole episode where hana and uo come over but you really only need like half an episode like i think it was actually like very exaggerated in that take on it and it was all like comedic relief in this case it just like gets to the point yeah, I think the first anime like had a lot of like comedic filler. Yeah, I did, and that was which was funny, it. but <laughs> but not not in the spirit of the work. I think overall. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's it's still got some funny moments that they kept, which was like, nice. So yeah. we start the episode with the culture festival in full swing, and the classes Onigiri Sand is doing quite well, partially thanks to Toru's adorable cat Onigiri, even if eating them makes kill cannibal. <laughs> but they in the dub he just goes in the dub he just goes this feels wrong <laughs> which is funny <laughs> i want to know what he says exactly in the dialogue but he's like just is this am i a cannibal or something yeah um i watched both this time <laughs> oh good i didn't watch the dub so oh well actually i watched it for part of it to check something and i can't remember but i'm sure it'll be listed here when i get there in my notes i can't remember exactly but um i'm i'm pleased in it in the dub the way they pronounce people's names mm-hmm. even though i clearly don't put any effort into pronouncing them like yeah. the correct way when we do this podcast. But uh-huh. it's, it's just ingrained in us to pronounce them that way because that's how we. <laughs> it's like when heard them and talked about them the whole time. For sure, it's also like you know when people say it's also like, just more natural to. We're speaking English. English, English, talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when it's like people we say the, we know the correct pronunciations. We can say them that way if we want to. It just doesn't feel right when we're talking. <laughs> I don't want to sound like overly intellectual. It's like when people say like uh, karate instead of karate. It's like, just say karate. That's what we say. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's an adaptation. Like think of all the things that people like. It's like Japanese. Is, it's not like they pronounce English words exactly correctly. They adapt them yeah. to the way that is phonetically appropriate for Japanese. This is the same way. Just the reverse way. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Yeah, but I do appreciate the dub going to the effort. I do. just not going to for standard discussion. Indeed. I appreciate the direct directorial <laughs> efforts mm-hmm. to get people to pronounce things appropriately. I think it's like a nice, it's a nice, I don't know. It's respectful yeah. of the work, which is nice. It shows, yeah. It shows a love of the source material on the part of the creators. Yes. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kyo's, or not Kyo's, Toro's beautiful 
onigiri may not be the main attraction because we pan over to Yuki, who's wearing the world's pinkest, frilliest dress, surrounded by screaming girls, all with their phones out. Um, and it's then, incredibly pink in the anime. <laughs> it's so pink. <laughs> Pretty sure the sweater was like white before, and now it's like just like pastel pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the theme song. So enjoy that in your head for a second. I mean, <laughs> um, and then speaking of outfits, I love their since we're in this the in the uh, theme song break in our heads. Um, I love their onigiri stand outfits and their logos. Yeah, they're so cute. They're adorable. I was like Googling. I want a t-shirt that says that has that Onigiri. On I can make it happen if we, <laughs> if we really want. But um, yeah, they're like, oh, they're so nice. I already Googled it to see if someone already mm-hmm. made one. And I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> I could go for like an onigiri apron. I think mm-hmm. they're pretty cute. Does Cafe Press still exist? Let's make it happen. <laughs> I was also just like, like. What is it like Redbubble now? <laughs> oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> and then when i saw the um i mean of course i posted about this so everyone's probably seen it already but like when i saw it the first time i was like did i just predict the future like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) or and or that's how everyone thinks about onigiri you know in our collective subconscious or whatever but it's fine um anyway i thought it was funny (laughs) yeah exactly it's the um the archetypical is that a word yeah it's the onigiri archetype. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was great. And then also Hana is wearing her witch outfit. Mm-hmm. But she didn't do any fortune telling. So like yeah. in the if you haven't read the manga and you're listening to these episodes, um, there's one panel that we talked about for like five minutes, which is like a teeny <laughs> tiny panel of Hana. She's in her like witchy outfit, which is like what she's wearing in this episode but she's using these little like rods to like do fortune telling or dowsing or something and like it's just one little thing that's in the background so in this case it seemed kind of weird like it's accurate to the story and her character but she didn't do any fortune telling so it was i felt like maybe that would be like um people wouldn't make that connection or something so if you're wondering why she's wearing a witch outfit it's not i mean it's kind of her deal but also she was fortune telling in the it was part of her shtick in the uh manga yeah. Also, if you haven't listened to our manga discussion there, do yourself a paper, paper and Google parrot fortune telling. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Every time you bring it up, I forget that I did this to you. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely Google parrot fortune telling. We also talked about that. It was important. Or you should just go back and listen to our episode. If you if you want to listen to that episode, you can listen to episode five, which is called Who You Are on the Inside and Outside. So. We cut in, we cut back in from the theme song to the sound of kawaii and much camera snapping as the girls have surrounded Yuki and they're all taking photos of him. Um, and a girl with long dark hair and bows jumps in and tells people not to take photos without permission because Yuki clearly doesn't like it. You know, he's clearly enjoying the dress, but he doesn't, he clearly doesn't enjoy having photos taken of him. We see. I believe that's our leader of the Yuki fan club. It is. They haven't been introduced yet, though, so I'm going to probably cut that. Yeah, they I have. just said that. Oh, they have? Yeah. <gasps> okay. In like the first second episode. Did they get names? I don't know if they got names, but they were introduced introduced to the Yuki fan club, at okay. least to some degree. It's funny because like in... maybe seen that character before. <laughs> okay, good. Like in the part of the manga we're reading, they still haven't really been yeah. a huge mm-hmm. presence. Some of the girls have, but not necessarily the one with yeah, long I don't hair. remember if they had the names in the anime, but I remember them showing up to sass her. Oh, they're the, the ones who sass her in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I understand. But yeah. yeah, I made a note because it's it's not... I thought this was when they showed it's up. It's not her in this version of the manga. Yeah. The manga version of this story, rather. This part. It's just yeah. a random classmate. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the Prince Yuki fangirls. It's just a different one with short hair. Mm-hmm. 
The long-haired one doesn't show up for a while. Anyway, whatever. So the girls, <laughs> getting back to the anime, the girls from who sassed Toru the first time, they're standing in front of Yuki saying that um, he clearly doesn't like it. And they kind of like wave their arms up and down, which I thought was really funny to like prevent people from taking photos, I guess. And we also see a flashback of a gaggle of upperclassmen girls asking Yuki to wear the dress at the festival. So I think this is an interesting and like really convenient kind of compression of the story where like, I think in the end of one chapter of the manga, they all come in. They're like, can you wear this? And then in the next chapter, he's wearing it. It's like we just get the flashback instead, which is nice. Yeah. Saves us a little time. We see some narration from Toru that boys, girls, and even some teachers have turned up to gawk at Yuki. And Toru and Yuki make eye contact and Yuki kind of turns away. And Toru wonders if she's made him angry. Um, I think she says that out loud because Kyo is like, just ignore him. He has a complex about his pretty face. And Toru is like... How can I fix this? I've been thinking that he's cute. And Uo's like, don't worry. And Kyo's like, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like a girl. Or whatever. He looks like a girl. I can't remember exactly what he says. Then the blonde kid from a couple episodes ago that we saw kissing Toru mysteriously in the office building, like jump tackles slash hugs Yuki from behind. Um Toru recognizes him and Kyo does too. And Toru asks <laughs> if she knows him. A man appears to the door, leaving a wake of blushing girls behind him. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how they show, like, a close-up of his shoes, and then, like, it moves up to him. It's like, just have him talk from outside of the room. It was really weird. It was funny. It's like they went to the effort of, like, drawing him, like, school slippers, which is really funny. Um, yeah. But whatever. He calls for Momiji, um, and Yuki looks up, looks quite concerned, uh, but Momiji responds happily and calls him Hari. In my... In my... The, the subtitles, it said Harry... Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's but not Harry. In the dub, it's cute. He goes, sorry, Harry. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. In the dub, in the dub, Momiji has a German accent I've written in all caps in my he notes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Someone went to extreme I like it. I wasn't sure at first I like when it. he, or like the brief scene when he showed up earlier, but mm-hmm. I, I like it as he's I guess, more present. <laughs> I guess I didn't watch that one in, in the dub. Mm-hmm. And I heard him say, sorry, Hari, and I thought it sounded kind of weird, and I was like, meh, whatever. And then I started watching it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. It was good. And he also tried to listen really hard to what he says in Japanese, and it doesn't sound like he has an accent in Japanese either. But um, it's, you know. but he does say things in in German. Oh, yeah, he does. He did in the in the first anime, so that's nice. Yes, the spirit is kept, which is nice. There's yeah. some effort <laughs> there, too. So when Miji hops down and introduces himself and Hattori... Um, and we learned that they're relatives of Kyo and Yuki. Toru confirms all this with Kyo, who looks a little bit concerned like Yuki did. Hattori asks, um, when Yuki turned into a girl? And Yuki says, Hattori has seen him naked enough times to know better. And then all the girls, well, at least like the ones who are animated are the four girls who are kind of like freaking out and standing in front of Yuki. Freak out! Um, and then, of course, Yuki explains it's because Hattori is his doctor. And Hattori whips out his stethoscope and listens to his breath. Um, and it's it out very dramatically. He does, yeah. It's like... Um, like when Hana played the cards, played yeah. the reverse revolution. Um, Yuki, he listens, he explains that um, he's here because Yuki, Yuki has breathing problems or had breathing problems when he was younger and he didn't come for his checkup. Um, and they're, they're getting better, but he has, I don't know. He didn't come for his checkup. And Yuki looks yeah. kind of grumpy about Hattori saying this. Um, and Toru has come over and Hattori asks her if she's Toru Honda. Um, and she says that she is, um, and he says that she really is a normal girl. 
Then Momiji causes a fuss by climbing up on the stand, so Kyo and Toru try to get him down. Meanwhile, Yuki asks um, Hattori why they came. Hattori says that Momiji brought a flyer to Akito, who wanted to come, but Hattori vetoed it, and he was told to come instead. Hattori tells Yuki to relax. He didn't come here to do anything to Toru. Um, and also says that he, the threatening look that Yuki's giving him isn't that effective in that outfit. And Yuki tells him to mind his own business, which was the same phrase that we talked about in the, um, I don't know, in the podcast episode we recorded where he says, like, oh, thank you so much or whatever. Mm-hmm. What did he say in the dub? Do you remember? I can't remember. It was slightly different. But yeah. It was, some, it was something like, I don't need your opinion or whatever. Yeah. There's like, I think there's just like a, it's like a set phrase. So there's multiple ways to translate it. But I think the one yeah. in the... In the uh, in the original like Tokyo Pop translation, it just says like "thanks," which is probably like the best, nicest. I think I don't know, it's mm-hmm. the most direct and the most sassy. It's like "mind your own yeah. business" is kind of like sassy enough, but then like anyway, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I'm overanalyzing it, which is kind of the <laughs> it's kind of the situation on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kyo drags Momiji off of the stand and behind the curtain, and Toru follows. And then Uomo, I like the animation for that too. He's, he's like, like dra- carrying Momiji him, in, like, one hand. Yeah. yeah, and Momiji's la- like holding up his legs. Like it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really like weird but funny. I also liked that. Uo and Hana have a little moment where they say they think something's up with Toru. She's too friendly with Yuki and Kyo, or she calls them the Prince and Carrots. I think right. Um, yeah. And Hana says her ways are different. And I also thought it was funny how in the dub, or sorry, in the sub subtitles they call them carrots but she doesn't call them carrots she like calls them like orange head so it's like because didn't she used to call them orangey in the translation before yeah something like that anyway behind the curtain kyo is scolding momiji momiji says he came to see toru and confirms that they met at the office building where his dad is the ceo and of course toru is shocked Mm -hmm. Um, momiji confirms that toru knows the curse and then he hugs her and poofs into an adorable bunny um (laughs) He's so cute. <laughs> so good. Their animal forms are also nice in the anime. Like, it's just so much They're nicer. Super cute. Yeah. yeah. And he looks also, so... I noticed like... in the subtitle, he's, it uses the word glomp. <laughs> really? Instead of hug. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it didn't use glomp in the dub, so I don't know. I don't think I don't they know. actually said the word glomp in the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there was, like, a word or anything, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I just noticed that. I was like, huh. That's funny. Um, of course, um... Everyone notices the poof, and so they come around the screen. They're like, it's weird. His clothes are there. Where'd the kid go? But fortunately, Yuki distracts them by saying how weird it must be. A boy in a dress. And of course, with his weaponized shoto sparkles, everyone, <laughs> all everyone in the class turns their attention to him and starts like complimenting him and whatever. They get his attention. He gets their attention back. Um, Toru is able to then make an escape in the background, uh, carrying Momiji, Bun Bun Momiji, to the roof. <laughs> On the roof. Hattori and Kyo scold Momiji, and they're like, oh, you got lucky. Hattori says it's a good thing that Yuki distracted the students, and Kyo is like, yeah, for all he complains, I guess he likes his girly, but then he's cut off by Yuki kicking him into the sky in stick figure form. <laughs> I like that they kept the stick figures. Yeah, it was great. Hattori suddenly remembers something important that he must do after Kyo lands and sasses Yuki or whatever. He has <laughs> Kyo and Yuki line up, and he asks them to say the first thing that comes to mind. Macaroni and cheese, they both say, as he snaps a photo for Akito. And I feel like if they took a photo like that, they must look really confused, which is awesome. <laughs> um, also, it's the same joke in Japanese as it was before, but it's he, says, he asked what's one plus one, and they say two, which is knee. So if you were mm-hmm. curious. 
I think it's, I think the manga translates it as like what's one plus two, so it's three. three it's yeah, it's the same effect, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, the different ways they've chosen to do it. Yeah, I was like macaroni and cheese. That's kind of weird. <laughs> also, no, he should have just said say cheese, and they would have been like cheese. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. I guess he wants to catch them off guard. Yeah. Um, anyway, Hatori bounces with Momiji <laughs> and Kyo. I feel like when Hatori makes an exit, it's bouncing. Um, <laughs> or Momiji pe- definitely bounces. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Kyo runs right. off to try to k- take the camera back. So Yuki and Toru are left on the roof. Yuki, meanwhile, worries what Akito will think of him in the dress. And Toru tries to console him, saying that everybody loved it. Yuki said that boys don't like being called cute. Um, and that he didn't want to see her. He didn't want her to see him looking pathetic. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry. I also thought you were cute. Like, I'm guilty of thinking that you were cute, too. She tells him that her mom used to call her cute. And that it was her way of one of the ways in which she's expressed her love for Toru. She thinks they're words that she won't get to hear again. And she tries to explain that the kids, they probably, they probably when they say it, they probably mean that they like him. Um, and then she's like, maybe I'm not helping. But Yuki says that when Toru says it, it kind of helps him feel better. And he'll wear the dress for a bit longer for fan service for the seniors or whatever it said. <laughs> but he needs help untangling it from his hair first. So Toru kneels down to help him um, and says it looks complicated to put on. And he says that it would it would look good on her, though. And she's like, nah, it's for a princess. That's my interpretation <laughs> of what she said. I can't remember what she said. Yuki says, I know that it would look cuter on you than on me much cuter and then he casually thanks her and starts to head back to class and meanwhile Toru is still on the ground freaking out like he said I'm cute my heart is gonna explode or whatever (laughs) in the hall again after she calms down a little bit Yuki warns her not to be alone with Hattori because he was the one who erased the memories of his friends when he was little and then at that moment Uo and Hana pop up in the hallway which is different than the this is the part that's a little bit different this is like one of the parts that's combined together so they wove these two stories together Mm -hmm. So Uo and Hana pop up and Yuki, head, they're like, oh, we want to talk to Toru, I guess, or something. So Yuki heads back to class and leaves them to talk to her. They ask Toru if she's hiding something about them, about the prince from them, maybe like dating him. And Toru is like, it's not like that. I'm living with them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Uo's mouth like hangs open in shock. And Hana is like, could you explain that or something? It was really funny. <laughs> I don't know what they said in the dub. That was always in the sub. Uh, it's funny. Just something like, I'll need you to explain. Yeah, <laughs> basically that was the tone, right? So we cut to outside on the roof again, um, and we see some kids like cleaning up from the festival in the background. And Toru explains everything to her friends, and of course they're surprised, but now they understand. Um, so they decide to find themselves over for a sleepover, of course. It's the only thing to do. <laughs> but they have to make sure that they leave enough time for the Somas to prepare snacks, so they decide to come over later in the evening and sleep over. We cut to later that night, so the pace is like really, really fast. <laughs> later that night, Uo and Hana arrive, and Toru apologizes again for like I don't know, inconveniencing them. And Kyo and Yuki are like, are you sure this is going to be in Shigure? It's like, que sera, sera, his famous line. <laughs> dog, they hear, and then panic. But it turns out that just a rando, adorable, like, Shiba dog has showed up and everything is fine. <laughs> um, so there's just, like, weird, like, muffled club music. Is there the really? Scene. <laughs> it's really bizarre when it hurt, when it started playing in that scene. I was like, what is going on? It's I'll a really strange music choice. It's like the little like um like wood flute music and that transitions into this like weird <laughs> like muffled club music. That's a good way to describe yeah. it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying I don't notice the music that much, but I, I noticed that. <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be like dramatic music. I don't know. 
I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent would be. Having been. a party. Or... That's their like background ambient music for like when they have friends over. Like Shigure, yeah. Shigure and Kyonuki never have people over, so they don't know what to do. So it's like put on music, put on music, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> some random like drone. <laughs> some like burn CD from 2005. This is like <laughs> banging tunes for guests. Do 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 over and over, <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right um anyway <laughs> yeah i didn't notice that so then we the so they say dog and there's a little cute dog and she's like you can't be here ha 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 and then it, the scene looks back at yuki and kyo and kyo is like panting with his hand <laughs> on his chest and yuki's like holding his head in relief or whatever uh and then we quickly cut to the table um where we learn it, we and toru learn that shigure <laughs> is a novelist um and he shows one of his books which is like a smutty one and everyone, like, freaks out briefly. I feel like that scene was, like, really, really... Like, they really cut it really short to understand mm-hmm. that that's all what's happening. But mm-hmm. um, Hana picks it up, of course, immediately. Um, and Toru is impressed that Shigure is a writer. Toru has an idea, and so she takes off, and Shigure leaves to go out as well. So that leaves Uo, Hana, Yuki, and Kyo at the table alone. So while Toru is gone, Uo says it looks like Toru is fitting in well. Um, we see a memory of Uo, Hana, and Toru um, at her mother's grave. Uo says that she and Hana swore to help her, which might sound a bit dramatic to Yuki and Kyo, but Toru was their first friend, um, so she hates that she couldn't help her this time. She feels like Toru can't count on them for anything, and she wonders, is it even worth her being friends with them? Yuki says, at least that's how it is in the subtitles, like the context is a little bit whatever. Um, Yuki says... She's not the kind of girl to worry about that kind of stuff. And Kyo says that she is not the type to ask for the moon. And Hana looks up from her smutty book, Shigure's funny book that she's been <laughs> reading, realization on her face. And at that moment, Toro comes back um, to play with cards, to play Daihin Min, of course. Um, and Uo and Kyo get ready to play by arguing immediately. And Toro <laughs> asks Yuki to cut the deck. We cut to a darkened room in a traditional-looking house and an oil lamp burning to light the room which i thought was really dramatic mm-hmm. and i don't think we've ever even in the manga i don't think it's really i don't think there's like candles or junk or like lamps that light the main mm-hmm. house like i'm not sure yeah i remember for that scene in particular it's like the panels are really tight focused so mm-hmm. you don't see much of the room no we see uh, akito's face and shigure's face i think it's also kind of like it's not necessarily shown that it's like nighttime or whatever like it's just mm-hmm. It's lit like normal, I guess. It's probably hard yeah. to show lighting in a manga, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this we get some really dramatic lighting from this like single oil lamp in the room, and you can see Akito in the distance. Akito's been introduced briefly, I think, so we can safely say that it's Akito. Mm-hmm. Um, like we saw Shigure um, talking to Akito in yeah. episode two or something when he's asking for permission for Toru to stay there, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can tell that it's Akito. So we see Shigure lets himself in and he's like already talking when he's like opening the door. So um, he says that Yukinkyo are becoming happier since Toru started living with them. And Akito is out of luck because Toru is a way better person than he is. And Akito responds saying, I already know that I always ask for the moon. And we see Shigure kind of illuminated, creepily illuminated by the, the whatever oil lamp with a sly grin. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Shigure's house where it's bedtime, um, mm. for to a much nicer time, 
away from the creepy room. Ooh, ooh says her throat hurts from yelling. And Toru says that she was the poor man today. And then I think Hana comments on her bed um, and how big it is, which blows my mind every time I see it. It's like mm-hmm. a king-size bed. Like, what the hell? Kyo is shown from the hallway and he overhears their conversation. So Uo asks about this hat that we've been seeing very prominently featured. <laughs> there was a really funny thing on like, uh, I think I saw in the Discord or on Tumblr where someone was like, that hat's a main character. And it was like, yeah. like, what's up with that hat? So yeah, we see the hat um, that's been very, very conspicuous for the last couple of episodes. Um, Uo finally asks about it so we can finally figure out what's going on with the hat. So Toru says that when she was in elementary school, she was bullied by boys often, and the boys chased her. Once the boys chased her to a place where she didn't know where she was, and she didn't know how to find her way home, and she started to cry. Then she saw a boy standing across the street from her wearing the hat, and the boy's face is like very conspicuously like hashed out, like we're not supposed to know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked at her for a long time and then ran off, and she doesn't know why, but she followed him. And even when she, like, fell or almost lost sight of him, he always waited, but he stayed just out of reach from her and eventually led her home. And the final scene of this, like, memory, he's placing the hat on her head outside of her apartment. And then we cut back to the present. So now we finally know who the hat is. <laughs> or what's up with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the present, and Uo and Hana are saying that it's a wonderful memory, and it would be even better if they met again in the future and fell in love. Hey, it's a small world, um, <laughs> so she still might, they say. Toru says that if they do meet again, she'd like to thank him. Um, but he may have forgotten about it, though, by now, because it was quite a long time ago. We see Kyo shown in the hallway, and Yuki is, like, in his room with stuff all over the floor. Did you <laughs> notice how messy his room is? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Just die. It's in character. And he's, like, <laughs> eating a little, like, snack in bed, too, while he's reading. But he's just going to toss that wrapper on the floor, too. Definitely. <laughs> Looking back, uh, Toru thinks maybe that boy was her first love. I think she doesn't say anything. I'm pretty sure this is her internal monologue. Mm-hmm. Uo says Toru's had it rough, huh? And Toru tells them how grateful she is for her mother, to have the somas to live with, and to have wonderful friends who mean so much to her. Um, Uo thinks uh, about what Yuki and Kyo said earlier and says to Hana that they know what kind of person she is, always appreciating what she has in the moment. And they all fall asleep together, holding hands, saying how incomparable and wonderful their friendship is. Ugh, barf. I mean, just kidding. It's wonderful and magical. (laughs) Friendship is magic. Friendship is the best (laughs) thing ever. Don't you agree? (laughs) (laughs) They they do have a good friendship. Anyway, the next morning, we transition with toast popping up, which is probably one of the greatest transitions of all time. (laughs) Um, And Kyo is walking around drinking milk out of the carton like a total heathen. I wonder if I made that that joke. because it's true (laughs) i want to make sure that everybody who's listening to the anime only episodes has the same experience of my jokes as the as the manga episodes (laughs) also it's it's true he's a heathen anyway he's walking around his cats don't drink milk out of the carton they don't have thumbs to carry the carton (laughs) they would if they could you know they would (laughs) they would knock it over for their amusement not even to drink it the next morning, we see him walking around drinking milk out of the carton. And Yuki sasses him and then kicks him, getting milk everywhere. And then says that he should go to the store to buy more milk for all of them. Which is really funny. Cat and a rat. Uh, or like a cat and a rat. Everyone hears Toru and Yuki and, and Kyo here. And then they panic. 
But of course, it's Hana again, just like the situation with the dog. Um, she says that they're like that cartoon rat and that cartoon cat and how they fight and whatnot. Um, Yukinkyo forgot that they were here, of course. But Hana knows say that it seems, Hana says that it seems like it's a good household for Toru, but if it becomes bad, Hana will do things to them. Yes, many things. <laughs> and then Hana and Uo sit down and say that they're counting on Kyo and Yuki to look after Toru. They have breakfast, or they sit down to have breakfast and they say that they'll be back. Um, and Yuki and Kyo are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Toru then protests to both of them and it's like, but they're good people. And, and of course, Toru will be careful with you know what. So they decide that it's okay. The phone rings, interrupting them, and Toru goes to pick it up. And it turns out that it's a Tori, the man who we met earlier at the school, who left a wake of blushing girls behind him with his suit and his powers, his doctor powers. We see him calling from a cell phone from another location, and he wants to talk to Toru, and he wants her to come to the main house on her next day off and not to tell anyone about it. Toru panics, of course, because of what Yuki told her. Um, and Tori says that you know, he kind of leans back and looking at the photo on his desk, he says that he trusts that she will know what will happen if she doesn't show up and she might even get to meet Akito on her visit. Then we cut to the credits and that's it for episode six. Hooray. Hooray. I think. It's the ominous <laughs> tidings at the end. <laughs> is it just me or is Hattori's voice deeper? Like, is his voice actor... Maybe it's the same voice actor in the dub, but I think in the... I honestly don't remember his original dub voice. I don't but... either. It certainly seems deeper to me. I don't know. I was like, wow, it's a deep voice. It certainly, <laughs> like, stands out for being really deep, I guess, regardless of yeah. if deeper or not. Yeah, we talked about how it's, like, you know, combining a couple different chapters and stuff again. Yeah. Um, they also made a change in how Hattori invites slash commands yeah. Toru to come to the main house. Yes. They kind of split that up, too, by putting the... Uh, on Hana chapter in between because in the manga he like calls her to the office of the school while he's still there to tell her to come there and this one he calls like I guess said I guess it was later that night or was it the, no it's the next morning it's the next morning yeah <laughs> he thought about it overnight this time yeah <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he forgot about it like, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call in the morning it'll seem like I meant to do it I feel like uh, Shigure was conspicuously absent in the morning like is he still at the main house it's hard to tell Could be. maybe he maybe Hitori was like I'll call when Shigure's not there too so that yeah. she comes alone or whatever <laughs> it was all part of his scheme it's like she's the only one who's going to answer the phone except for Shigure <laughs> <laughs> and like that's questionable based on yeah on I think Shigeru's behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the responsible one. She's the only responsible mm-hmm. adult there. Yeah. Um, she's, the, she's the chaperone. Basically. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how they switched it up and, like, combined all those things. So it's also interesting mm-hmm. that they, like, you have Hana and Uo kind of, like, toward the beginning of the episode. They're like, seems like something's going on with Toru and Yuki and Kyo. And then, like, yeah. partway through, they're like, what's going on with you and Yuki Yuki? And then she's like, yeah. I'm living with them. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and then they, like, then at the end, they kind of, like, are like, everything's fine. This is a good place for Toru. So, like, yeah. they have this also that connection that's mm-hmm. running through the episode. Yeah, I kind of like that because, like, like, in the too. manga, there's just, like, all you see is, like, a little flashback where they're like, hey, what's going on? We're going to come over. But yeah. when you see them kind of, like, notice, like, these three have become close. What's the deal? Yeah. And then asking her about it. So. I think I kind of said when we talked about this before that Takaya will put like a foreshadowing thing like in the same chapter or like right before. Like it's always yeah. very, very close together. And in this case, they 
they kind of sprinkled it through the episode instead of it mm-hmm. being like immediately they're like what's going on with you now we're coming over like it was like yeah, yeah it was built up mm-hmm. as you said yeah and, and i think it kind of like i think they kept it from feeling like crammed by putting the two stuff together because they had like half of the festival stuff in an earlier episode yeah exactly but then you just had the festival itself and then the yeah like so basically i guess in the in the manga it's like all the festival stuff happens at once so they're planning it then it happens and then yeah. all the stuff with like uh hananuo coming over happens at the same time all in one chapter and it's nice mm-hmm. that it's broken up like it's nice that we saw momiji before in the office building like mm-hmm. in also in the chapter in the manga which i don't think we talked about before it's like momiji shows up and then like yeah i think like momiji shows up and then the end of that chapter has him like with the flyer talking to Hattori and then the next chapter is the culture festival. Exactly. So like it's all right sequentially yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case it was broken up a little bit, so things got teased earlier, which was nice. Yeah. I think it makes it feel like more like less like separate individual events happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the choice to put Hattori calling at the end too like makes it into a cliffhanger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is nice too. So Yeah. So it keeps that kind of aspect from the that kind of mm-hmm. ooh, what's gonna happen mm-hmm. she goes over from the from the manga yeah exactly because it is broke it's also broken up where it's like she goes to school like you said he asks her at school and then like a bunch of other stuff happens in the chapter in this case he asks her right at the end so there's like a very clear cliffhanger for the next episode mm-hmm. which is nice yeah i thought it was interesting it feels very different like the setting for keto's room like that visit that scene with Akito. Mm-hmm. i definitely didn't look it up again but it's it feels very i i don't know i think like what happens is Tori's friends come over during the day so i think shikari visits during the day in the manga and therefore the like the light feel is very different in this case mm-hmm. it's like at night it's really really dark we got that like really intense lighting that mm-hmm. lets us see shikari's like creepy face mm-hmm. and has akito being kind of in shadow and separated um yeah, yeah it was interesting i liked that it made it a little yeah. more spooky. It's a good atmosphere, and I liked it. And the lighting was really nice, like mm-hmm. just vis- as a visual effect. Yeah, visually, visually on his face, it was nice. And then also, mm-hmm. like, there's no de- there's not a lot of detail in Akito's room in that scene, I don't think. But they had that yeah. whole like shot of the like panel, um, mm-hmm. with that's like painted with like the tigers and junk. Yeah, which was nice, and also kind of like semi threatening, which I think added to mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Yeah. Like yeah. I saying, I think I do remember it just being like kind of mostly tight on their faces, so you don't see yeah. a lot of the room itself in the manga. You could tell Akito's kind of like in the same position, like sitting on yeah. the porch thing, and then you just see like Shigure's body or like his chest up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of smooshed in, yeah. <laughs> so we don't get that. Those effects. I think we're still they're they're still like hiding Akito at that point in the manga. Maybe, is, yeah. So you're only seeing, like, bits of his face from, like, shadowed by his hair and stuff. I mean, I think we're still only seeing, like, Akito's hair in this yeah, chapter, yeah. so. Or this yeah, episode. Yeah, you're not really seeing, like, full body. No. Akito's even, though you're not really clearly seeing his face yet. Yeah. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some minor spoilers, but I don't have any other non-spoilers. No. Okay. So thank you all for listening. Next time, we're going to talk about episode 7. And we're going to talk about a couple of spoiler things after this music. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We're back to 
talk about spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess like a spoilers that we're going to a Tori's house next time, which is going to be <laughs> nice and real sad. I'm sure. Can't wait yeah. to see whatever heart wrenching anime or like animation yeah. and voices we get this time. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they do it with this anime since they kind of like combine the two Hatori chapters in the first anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's the combined with Toru going to the house and hearing about the story from Omiji and then like mm-hmm. the chapter after New Year's, which is a couple chapters later. Yeah, I forget exactly. Um, so I'll be interested to see what choices they make for it this time. Yeah, I feel like that chapter is definitely going to be light unless you combine stuff because it's like she goes there and walks through the gate and it's scary and then mm-hmm. they talk. There's a lot of talking and then like Shikari shows up and then they see Akito and they leave. So like yeah. you would, based on like what we've seen so far of how they combine stuff, I think they're definitely going to have to add something. So the question is, mm-hmm. what will it be? Yeah, unless they want to like expand like momiji walking her through the main house or something they could add stuff about momiji because we just met momiji too you never know Mm -hmm. yeah maybe some momiji foreshadowing maybe and then of course we have hat spoilers (laughs) yeah i guess so of course this all of the hat the dramatic alluding to the hat Mm -hmm. for like many many episodes has -hmm. finally we finally saw some in this episode and it's just it's an allusion to later as well i think um i took a note you can kind of tell who it is in this version of it because of the way the dialogue is or something no the hair oh there's this like when when the boy in the flashback like goes around one of the corners you can kind of see his hair and i think you can kind of tell whose it is yeah just kind of the style of it yeah they have similar kind of like little kid hair but well it's got like it's got like the like yuki's hair danglies trying to be big but oh, okay. let me <laughs> yeah. well we're in spoilers we can say yeah mm-hmm. hold on let me just play yeah, it your house I, I don't know it's supposed to be spoilers for the anime but i, I feel, don't feel yeah. like you could spoil the anime without having read the manga so like what you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah it does have his hair danglies you're right <laughs> i don't know he's like angled bob bangs yeah. things <laughs> i know what you're talking about yeah kyo definitely doesn't have that mm-hmm. it's funny how he has the same haircut from when he was like six or whatever yeah <laughs> Yeah, I like rewound that to see why. It's not because it happens fast, but I like how if like you, if you know who it is, you're like, oh, you can kind of tell it. That's... So like, if this is coming out without like the manga, you'd get people like pre-streaming it and analyzing it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting how conspicuous the face is covered. It's like you are clearly <laughs> not meant to think about this face. It's like crossed out. Yeah. Aggressively, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I don't know is the way that I would choose to represent it, but. I get why they mm-hmm. want to do it that way. It's like, and I don't remember anything about his face. Mm-hmm. I remember that he was wearing this hat and these shoes and this uh, these other things, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, because I think in the, you know, in the manga, it's just kind of shaded. But in this case, it has like, lines through it. Yeah, and like just the shape of the panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it'd be hard to show him. I mean, like, I guess you could structure it in a way that he's, like, running, but it might mm-hmm. be really awkward. Like, the street might be have to be angled really awkwardly to cut off his head, yeah. but not hers and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that being uh, tricky yeah. to animate, but I do think it's, like, kind of aggressive. <laughs> the amount of the mm-hmm. faces crossed out is aggressive. Yeah. So much so that you could maybe, if you don't just, like, accept her dialogue for what it is, you could maybe interpret it in a different way. Like, I don't know. Like... 
she has mixed feelings for him because his face is crossed out. Like, you know, when you cross someone's face out of a photo or something, like kind of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, of course we know why it's like that. Yeah. So I loved Yuki's room. That's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is funny. Mm-hmm. More, very, more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other spoilers? I'm trying to think if there's something else. Yeah, that's my only note. Okay. There, there's not a lot of spoilers. It wasn't a super spoilery episode, but no. in that case, you can uh, thank you all for listening, of course. Um, I don't remember if I said that before, but I hope I did. <laughs> you can find us on all the Stay Together podcast places, and we'll see you next time to talk about episode seven. Bye. Bye.